You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. Thank you. Good morning. You clap by faith, and I appreciate that. So, I'm excited to be here. Um, it's an honor to be here. I appreciate that Dr. Brown heard me speak somewhere, I have no idea where, and thought I would be a good addition to the team here. So I have a bad back, so I'm going to sit when I speak. If that's a problem, get over it. Um, I have a bad left foot. These are my good shoes. If you have a problem with that, get over that too. And they've arranged for a golf cart to take me around, and if you're jealous, get over that. Uh, I don't recommend having a bad back to get special treatment, but be honest about your stuff, right? So God created us in his image. God is good, and he's a good creator. You have to know that he's good to believe that it's good that you've been created in his image. We could have been created in something disgusting. Like, I hate grasshoppers. They just freak me out. They're just sitting there minding their own business, and then they get in my way. And I'm so grateful we were not created in the image of a grasshopper. Mm, 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 mm. Genesis 1.27 declares that God created man in his own image. And just in case you didn't get it right, he said it again in the same verse, in the image of God, he created him. That's for slow people who don't believe the Bible. Um, and then, of course, he adds the beautiful phrase, male and female, he created them. God had so much love to share that he had to make people. But he didn't have to make you. And he didn't have to make you you, but he did. He creatively created you in his image for his glory. I pray we are grateful this morning. God is a personal creator. He Look around, he does not have an assembly line approach to his creative intent. He does not have a one model fits all mentality, praise God. He creates every human intentionally, strategically, personally, and uniquely. He knows what he is doing when he makes us in his image. He had a vision for your life and mine when he chose to put you together and make you you. We are to put his goodness on display. It is not about us, amen. I'll try that again. It is not about us. Amen. Okay, that was, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, come on, you're Asbury, show it. Um, I don't know if you know the pressure is on, people. <laughs> I've asked by, there is a really big clock right there, but because it's off to the side, I have another clock on right here. I asked today, is there any room for the Holy Spirit here? Like, laugh out loud. Like... You have a class at 11, I'm gonna honor the clock, but I'm, I just, I respect you so much. I respect what the Lord has done here. I respect the faculty and the administration and the staff and the team, just, you have it good here. You have three chapels a week, and you might be thinking three chapels a week. I'm saying as an outsider who does this for a living, you have three chapels a week. The people here must believe that God matters and that you matter to God. I'm so impressed. I would come back. I, I've only been here a little bit, but I would already come back. That's just a hint, whoever makes the decisions. Did you, <laughs> did you write that down? Okay, you got it? You got it, Jeannie? All right, super cool. So I want you to live long and be strong to find out why you are the who you are. I want you to live long and be strong to find out why you are the who you are. 
Isaiah understood God's personal intentionality. We read about it in Isaiah chapter 64, verse 8, in the best book you'll ever read, a relevant life letter, love letter from your creator to you. In Isaiah 64, verse 8, we read, O Lord, you are our father, and we are the clay, and you are our potter, and we are all the work of your hand. Say the word all. We are all the work of his hand. You used to be a mere lump of clay. He was the potter. He is the potter. He sat there, looked down at that lump of clay, and he made you, and he said to himself, I think I'll make them a girl this time. They'll be so excited. Oh, good idea. Long fingers. The piano will be easier. Her mom will love that. I'll make her analytic like her dad. That'll help them connect. It'll be okay. The mom will understand. Oh, I need to give her a very special heart. No one knows it yet, but she's going to have a little brother who's going to be a little bit hard to love later on. Right? He thought you into existence to be who he wanted and needed, wants and needs you to be. Created on purpose, with purpose, for purpose, to the glory of God. Every person created, God has wanted. I'm pro-eternal life. I'm pro-abundant life. I'm pro-life. I'm pro-family. And I'm pro-living. It all starts with living. How many of you know people alive not living? Makes me angry. To, to live the existence God thought you would have. We also read of God's creative, personal, intentional, strategic design in Ephesians 2.10. A precious verse, I pray you know, for we are his workmanship, we are his masterpiece. Ladies and gentlemen, his faithfulness to us, as you sang about today, is lived out in the reality that we are created by him. We're his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. This is biblical, people. He didn't create you for bad works. Most of our strengths can drive us nuts. Anybody want to agree with me there? The things that drive you nuts about yourself and your roommates, it's not their weaknesses. It's their strengths. Because anything well done, overdone is badly done. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> we were created in advance to do good works when he put you together in his mind and through his strategic, powerful hands making you you. Oh, we had a plan for your life that you would do good works with who you are, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, the good gifts in you yet to be discovered. How many here have already discovered something new about you? You've been here at Asbury. I know we've got a lot of visitors. Praise God you're checking out this place. How many of you here at Asbury have discovered something new about yourself since you've arrived here? Could I see your hands? Yeah, he is constantly showing us who we are and who he wants us to be, unwrapping us the good works prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. There is hope here. What is your story? What is the evidence that God has made you good? What are your good gifts and what story is being written by the walk that you have? You saying, I will praise his name. You saying, we praise God's name when we act like him. We praise God's name, not just when we sing it, but when we live it, that he is worthy of all praise in our actions and our choices in our decisions, in the things we say yes to, in the things we say no to, the power is in you to put God on display. Your future is in you. Ephesians 2.10 declares that you've been created in advance to do good work, that you would walk in them. Your future is in you. You don't have to look at the billboard, listen to the lyrics, or watch the TV sitcom to figure out who you are and why you are the who you are. It is in you. 
The future is in you, and today matters because today causes tomorrow. You cannot be tomorrow who you want to be unless you pay attention to today. Amen? Is that making sense? You doing all right? Glad I'm here? I don't know. I'm glad I'm here. You can't be courageous, ignited, restored, or beloved if you don't pay attention to the one who created you, you. It won't work for you. Don't let technology rob you of who you can be. Dr. Brown heard me, ma- ma- heard me speak about technology, one of the books I've written. Um, if, you, if you're not careful, you'll believe the lie that you are the center of your own universe. You will believe the lie from the devil that you deserve to be happy all the time. You X out of games you might lose, which is why you're weak. Well, not you, all the people not in the room would be weak. Third lie, we deserve to be happy. Well, we deserve choice. Fourth lie, I am my own authority. If you let technology raise you, you will believe you're the center of your own world. You deserve to be happy. You must have choice, and you are your own authority, and you will die under the weight of that and not become who God created you to be, and he will grieve the loss of the potential he's placed within you. Oh, pay attention, young people, to who you are and who we are becoming. I was created to be a chatty Cathy. The joke is, I was talking in the womb. I do not think that's possible. But I got the nickname Chatty Cathy at the age of three, got into trouble for talking in school. Mom and dad enrolled me in children's theater when I was about nine. They said, go talk there a while. That is a true story. That is where I learned, that's where I learned to project and use my body language. That's where I, my first opportunity on the stage. When I was your age, I thought the thesaurus was the best book ever. And people are like, oh my, get a life. I have a great life. I've written seven books using a thesaurus to do so. (laughs) Now people pay me to talk. I say to little kids, how many of you want my job? Every hand goes up. I mean, how many of you are Chatty Cathy's? I mean, you might one day earn a living talking as a teacher, counselor, pastor. Or maybe you'll simply be a fabulous husband, wife, mom, and dad using the spoken word for God's glory. Wow. Chatty Cathy. What's God going to do with you? Like, who are you today? And who can you become as you put God's faithfulness to you on display? I want to honor my parents who are both with Jesus to say that I would not be here today if they would have raised me. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, shut up. Would you go find something to do? They listened to me, and here I am. Who are you? What's your story? Uh, Chatty Cathy, who now writes and speaks and earns money doing so. It's so bizarre. Like, I'm flying home with money. I'm, I'm not here for the money, but like, I get paid for this. Like, I love what I get to do, and there's money involved. It's so fun. I mean, how many of you dream of that? Where it, 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 see, know who you are. Know who you are and who you are supposed to be and why God made you the who you are. And own that and walk with integrity into that. Well, well, not only am I a Chetty Cathy, but spelling is ridiculous. Could I have an amen to that? Is there anybody who just wants to say the English language makes no sense at all? Like, my last name is spelled K-O-C-H, and we pronounce it Cook. That's ridiculous. And, and I taught the second graders rules like, if there's an E at the end of the word, there's, it, it, it makes the first fall long, but it doesn't always work. Like, comb has a B at the end of it. 
And I don't know if you know this. Let me find out how bright you really are here at Asbury. The number four has a U in it, F-O-U-R. The number 14 has a U in it. Spell the number 40. How many of you have never seen that before? How many of you are like, where's the U in 40? Could I have an amen? This, by the way, is why I use a thesaurus, because you can find the word you don't know how to spell if you look up another word it's related to. Hello. I had a kid say to me once, Dr. Kathy, the letter C, it just gets in the way. Like the word science, why did we put, who put a C after the S? Like in which letter is silent? Is the S silent or the C silent? I'm like, oh my God. A little kid was learning her words and she thought duck should be pronounced duck <laughs> She's right. Did you know that quicksand is slow and boxing rings are square? And if your alarm clock goes off, it goes on? I mean, seriously. And here's the punchline, ladies and gentlemen. Spelling slays me and I'm still an author of seven books. Why? Because you don't let your weaknesses win. You just can't. You will have a thorn in your side. You will have something that you're not known for being good at. It might be the, the struggle for you. And please hear me. Spelling is minor in comparison to what some of you are dealing with. I respect that. My heart is beating for those of you that have what I would consider a, a much more significant issue than, oh, but here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, I would never say I cannot spell, that is a lie. And I would never say spelling is hard, that is a lie. What I will say is that spelling does not come naturally to me. Ladies and gentlemen, do not lie to yourselves, amen? I travel with the misspellers dictionary, it really exists. I can find the word in that book the way that I think it should be spelled. Like knowledge, there's a K in front of it, really? Come on. Like, I know how to spell that word. Don't get all, like, hyper upset. But it just, it's just ridiculous. Don't let your weaknesses win. When you know your weaknesses, you surround yourself with hope. Amen? So I have editors who improve my work. I'm the president and founder of my own ministry. But the people who work with me proofread for me. Because we can make mistakes. Amen? And I would like one of you to invent a pen that will know when I have misspelled something and do a little squiggly line under it. How many of you want that? I want one of you to invent it, because I do appreciate the computer that tells me when I have the wrong two, the wrong there, the wrong weather, the wrong. <sighs> you can read a red book that has a red cover you've already read. Oh my gosh. I have a headache. I'm moving on. So I'm a chatty Cathy where spelling is a challenge, and I used to think I was too tall. I'm 6'1", I am not a giant. But I walked home from elementary school when I was about six and I said, Mommy, I don't want to be tall anymore. And I was kind of clumsy. I don't know if you can relate to that, but a too tall, clumsy little girl is not a happy little girl. Mommy, I don't want to be tall anymore. What is she going to do, like cut off six inches? And I'm so grateful my mom didn't say, well, get over it. You're going to be tall. Look at us. Like, I wouldn't have understood the DNA thing. I'm six. But by the end of that week, I was enrolled in tap dance class. I got to be the center of the back row, a position of high honor that only the tallest girl was allowed to have. So I went from being too tall to being cool tall because I was honest with my struggle to someone who I knew I could trust. Mommy, I don't want to be tall anymore. And now it's one of my greatest strengths. I have no trouble getting the suitcases into the overhead bins when I fly. And I fly every week. I, I, I could be seated on a stool on the level with you and you could all see me because I'm 6'1". I was in Thailand and I used the example of if I was 4 feet 10, I could be a public speaker, but you'd be like, where'd that lady go? And I kind of hid under the podium. 
And when I was finished speaking, up came a woman and into my personal space, if you know what I mean. And she's like, I am four feet ten. And I was so afraid I had offended her. And then she said, I've always wanted to be tall like you, but last summer I was in a car accident and they had to use the jaws of life to cut the car open. And I was told by the paramedic that if I had been one inch taller, I'd be brain damaged or dead. And then she said, I am who I am supposed to be. My prayer for you this morning is that we will own with integrity who God's created you to be and that you will want it, thorns and all. Ephesians 2.10 declares that we're gifted in advance. I think that he also chooses the challenges for us to keep us humble. My spelling issue keeps me humble. My spelling issue forces me to depend upon other people, all of which is good for my heart. I'm not too tall. I was in front of a group of little kids at an elementary school, public school, using the word of God. They don't know it. It's powerful even if they don't know it's the word of God. And teaching this, this message, a version like, a message like this for little kids. And a little boy came up to me and he said, hey lady, I don't think you're too tall. I think you're very cool tall. So ever since then, I have defined myself as cool tall. See, if I'm too tall, I dishonor God. If I'm too tall, I say he made a mistake. Every time I think it, every time I say it, I'm saying God was wrong. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to declare in the integrity that I have today that he is not wrong. He is a good, strategic, intentional, personal creator who knows what he's doing. And you might not get it yet because you're still young. You are still young, you know, older but young. And you're still going to find out why you are, the who you are. I was also created with a low voice. I know you've heard it. You maybe have said to yourself, she kind of sounds like a guy. I know I do. I don't live in denial. Don't live in denial. It'll kill you. Live in the reality of who you've been created to be. I am called sir a lot. It is not great. Drive through restaurant, I order my healthy food, and they say, that'll be 42 at the window. Sir, I drive 50 yards and I become a woman. I did not change my gender in those 50 yards. And the kid who's working there, looking up, looking down at the receipt, looking up, thinking, I thought there was going to be a guy in this car. I don't think that's a guy. I'm not real sure, but I don't think so. <laughs> and I'm screaming, give me my food. It's getting cold. But I'm a Christian, so I'm polite. And I say, that's mine. Thank you so much. And I drive off. <laughs> I like Chick-fil-A for a lot of reasons, and one reason I like Chick-fil-A is they do ask you for your name, and my name is feminine, so we're all good there. I don't like my low voice sometimes, but it's mine, therefore it's right. I can be called sir to my face. And I know I'm not some stunning, beautiful blonde with ribbons in my hair, which actually today wouldn't matter. Um, but I just rescue them and say, no, I have a low voice, it's all okay. The research says that low voices have more authority than high voices. The research says that men would rather listen to a woman with a low voice than a woman with a more typical voice. Did you know that low voices carry further in a room than high voices and we could turn off the sound system and my voice could be heard? I've been to 30 countries overseas working with North American missionaries and I've not had a sound system in Estonia, Albania, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan. It doesn't matter. I don't need a microphone because low voices carry further in a room than God knew what he was doing when he chose in his love to make me me and the same thing is true for you. I've been in two movies with Kirk Cameron. I've been privileged to be a very popular radio guest for Focus on the Family, Family Talk, and other shows and I've been told by the best of the best I have a perfect voice. Live long and be strong and find out why you are the who you are. Live long and be strong and rely on God and read his word and find out why you are the who you are because you are who you are supposed to be. And you walk with God into that reality. Amen? 
God knew what he was doing when he chosen his love to make me me and knowing that changes everything for me. Psalm 139, 13 and 14, verses that some of your parents prayed over you before you were even conceived. We read that we are knit together in our mother's womb. How many of you know those verses? We're knit together in our mother's womb and we're wonderfully and fearfully made. Could I remind all of you that, the, that knitting is a precise skill? The knitter doesn't just sit down and throw something together. The knitter decides in advance what to make. Otherwise, you have a scarf, hat, mitten, Afghan sweater, non-thing. <laughs> the knitter chooses the, the size of the stitch and the type of yarn and the size of the needle and what to make before he ever gets started. And you are who you are supposed to be. The challenges that you deal with through prayer and Accountability. I admit to, when I, when I, I have a wonderful board of directors and when I get hate mail, clearly you're trans, clearly you're a guy, why don't you just admit it? Your voice is so male, just stop lying. When that happens to me, I, I must share that with my board of directors. I am required by them to not hold the burden by myself. But let me tell you something. In Psalm 139, verse 14, we read, Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Everybody say out loud, my soul knows it very well. Everything changed for me when my soul knows very well deep down in the hidden places that my voice is my voice, therefore it's right because God is good and a personal, strategic, intentional creator who knew what he, was, what he was doing when he chose in his love to make me me. Uh, the, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a cool, tall, chatty Kathy who can't spell all that well, who has a low voice which is perfect for what I do for a living. Live long, thank you, and be strong to find out why you are the who you are. My soul knows it very well. That's what allows me to rip and burn the hate mail. I pray that you know deep down who you are and why you are the who you are. I pray you'll listen to the faculty and the staff here and the pastors and the leaders and your peers and your parents. What is your story? Are you dreaming appropriate dreams? One of the greatest concerns I have for your generation, hmm. you're multi-talented, multi-passionate, am I right? Multi-talented, raise your hand. Multi-passionate, multi-concerned, multi-skilled, multi-able, and therefore it's hard to land. So many possibilities that I pray God continues to orient you to. You can only be who God created you to be. If a parent ever in their love said, you can be whatever you want, they lied. <laughs> what they meant was try hard. I could not have been a jockey on a horse. I'm 6'1". Picture it. It's bad. <laughs> How many of you have just seen me on a horse? The horse is upset. I am eating my knees. How many of you are in this horse program here? Like, I am so amazed. I, like, I... Praise God, I never wanted to be a jockey on a horse. But can you imagine me praying every night when I'm a little girl, oh, Father God, make me short. And Father God, I want to be a jockey on a horse. Please make me short. I want to be short. Father God, I want to be a jockey on a horse. Oh, Father God, love me and make me short. And I wake up every day tall. Mad at God. Mad at myself. Mad at my parents who didn't help me. I had a little kid said, Dr. Kathy Lady, if you were like with the NBA, you would be short. 
No, I would have felt short. I still would have been tall. Know who you are. Don't live in denial. And ask God to continually show you why he made you the way he made you. And dream the dreams that are appropriate for who you can be. Amen? Father God, it's with delight that I turn these students over to you. And Father God, they're yours, they always have been. And I pray that if I've said something meaningful that they'll remember. Father God, if they have something about themselves they don't like, would you give them a new vision for it? Would you encourage them to keep living and looking forward and asking you, Father God, reveal to me why I have this thing about me I don't like. Father God, whatever it is, would you give them hope? Would you encourage them? Oh, I pray, I know that that would be your delight. Father God, teach us, show us, heal us. If we're rejecting something that you want us to receive, I pray for conviction. I pray, Father God, that Psalm 139, verse 14 would ring true in this place, that our souls would know very well that you are good and that we were right to be created this way. Father God, thank you for this opportunity. I pray with great expectation for how you're going to use it. In the name of Jesus, amen. Would you please, and this is about you and God, so this is not about me, would you stand if something, if you heard something that was meaningful to you, would you just stand to your feet if you heard something in the message that was meaningful to you, and don't lie. Oh, that's precious. That's great news. Thank you so much for listening.